0: what's going on world welcome to changing the narrative this is a show where we discuss everything from politics philosophy theology social issues economics and more from a biblical perspective the main goal of this show is to find truth what is the truth about all these matters and how should we respond once we have a greater understanding of the issues let's discuss Guest Garland Favorito. I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Hopefully, I am. Um, Garland is an IT professional and also co founder of Voter GA, which is an organization founded to advocate open and secure elections based in Georgia. Uh, Garland recently testified before the Georgia Senate uh, regarding the 2020 election. Um, uh, election um, irregularities he's also been featured on uh mike lindell's new documentary absolute proof as well as uh lou dobbs welcome to the show garland thanks for having me i was uh, great to be here yeah thanks for coming on today um now am i correct in saying you were featured in mike lindell's new documentary Absolute
1: absolutely um, uh, our, our piece for georgia has not come out yet okay uh, I have I did record a long segment uh, with Mike, uh, 80 minute segment. Uh, many of the other um, speakers that you saw there, that presenters um, have their own segments as well that you haven't seen. So there's probably another 10, 12 hours of video that uh, Mike has not released yet. So, okay. um, you know, Brandon and Harry, Mike will probably figure that out and uh, release it at some point in time. But yes. Okay. We,
0: okay. It was quite a to see that. Yeah, it was, a, it.
1: Yeah, it was a very interesting weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so what what initially caused you to get involved with investigating uh Georgia elections or just um the election process?
1: Well, I started wow, uh, well, it was 20 years ago, back in 2000 and um they had uh I had gone to a conference. I was an IT guy, I still am, and um They said you need to be careful and watch out for this new form of unverifiable voting that's coming with these machines. They're paperless and they and you can't you know, they can switch results and all sorts of things. So I'm a computer guy. And I said, well, I don't know. I think I really buy that. But I think I'll go to the conference because it's kind of, you know, sounds kind of interesting. So I went there. It was just a little weekend conference. um, And basically that pretty much changed my life, because when I looked at it, what the material that they preserved, Um, It was amazing. This was uh, put on by American Free Press and then Jim Condit out of Cincinnati, Ohio, who's a longtime election integrity advocate. And once I saw that information. Uh, and I realized that they were right. You know, election results could be flipped and without detection by by certain forms of electronic uh, equipment. And that's when I became uh, uh, concerned. But still, even after that, I didn't think too much more about it. But then suddenly, when the uh, it had the 2000 election. Then uh, everybody went from not paying any attention to voting into pay, paying paying a lot of attention on the hanging chat issue, and uh, the secretary of state of Georgia used that to justify this whole new wave of uh, old wave now, but new wave at that time of unverifiable voting. So by that I mean that you know you can't verify uh, what your vote was actually recorded for or who who recorded it. The elections official can't audit the results and the recounts uh, don't really recount anything, they just reprint previous unverifiable results. So that was the old machines, and that's kind of how I got started. Uh, and then uh, I, uh, to, if you want me to continue with the story, I've got... Uh, I wrote to the elections officials there, so the assistant secretary and the new system evaluators, and I told them that, no, you you can't implement this kind of a machine because it's pro- it probably violates the constitution. It's so an unverifiable, knowledgeable voting machine. Mm-hmm. They disagreed. The legislature legalized that type of voting in Georgia in two thousand and two, and then they went right on. Uh, and ignored everyone, put those machines in. We had uh, basically 18 years of disenfranchisement in Georgia. Uh, we sued. Our case uh, went to the Georgia Supreme Court. They ruled against us. And then fast forward all the way till 2019, the U.S. District Court came in and with another set of plaintiffs overruled the Georgia Supreme Court and said, yes, in fact, they are unconstitutional. And Georgia cannot use those anymore so they agreed with what I had said seventeen years earlier in writing, and the US district court finally backed me up on that. And then the but the legislature then turned around and legalized a new form of unverifiable voting. When this is the vote form that accumulates votes that are in barcodes and then you can't read and verify. And that led us to the disaster that we had in uh, in twenty in the twenty twenty election here in Georgia. So wow. long story Long story but that's kind of the, the history.
0: So if the courts um, agreed with what you were saying um, regarding the the, um, the the voting systems being illegal because they're, they're not verifiable, how is it that um, Georgia can just um, basically continue to do the same thing that they're doing if, if it was already ruled unconstitutional or illegal?
1: So um, I'm sorry, go, go ahead and repeat the question. I-
0: Yeah. My question was, um, if the courts ruled that um, what you were saying was correct in terms of um, these voting machines being unconstitutional and the votes being unverified, if they ruled on your side, how is it that the state of Georgia can continue to keep using these machines?
1: Well, that was the old machine, the unverifiable. Then, when that, when the U.S. District Court banned those machines, then the legislature um, then went out and legalized this new form of unverifiable voting, and that new form uh, accumulates the votes in barcodes, and th- and then the Secretary of State. Purchased this type of uh, unverifiable system, so they legalized uh, a new form of unverifiable voting, and then spent hundreds of millions of dollars on on this new system that they just got this past year.
0: Hmm. Have you ever asked yourself why the? Um the people higher up in those positions would want these kinds of systems um, in place if the votes were unverified? Have you ever de- done any research?
1: There's only yeah. two reasons yeah. that I can think of now. It's either uh, money or power. That's mm-hmm. wow. the only two things yeah. that make any sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow, they
1: getting paid off or they're getting more power.
0: Right. Uh, now, in one of your recent testimonies, you said that you noticed a 20,000 Fulton County vote spike for Biden, and um, I think that was an affidavit. Um, what, what was the abnormal uh, about that?
1: Well, uh, what was abnormal is that they were processing interim results during the night, and Biden's votes jumped up 20,000 votes from out of Fulton, but Trump's did not jump up Hardly at all. In fact, it looked like it actually went down a thousand. Um, so you wouldn't normally see that sort of a difference uh, in in an election. You know, no, You know, you don't. You know, people don't win elections by twenty to one. Uh, you know, they win by sixty forty or 55-45, that kind of thing. So it was abnormal in the sense that it was like uh, somebody had put counterfeit ballots into the system or something. So uh, that's why I reported that out to the um, to the various uh, county elections officials and director and the board members and the attorney and never got an answer back on. it.
0: And, yeah, because you did say that you notified the officials. um, So so they never responded or they never looked into that.
1: They never had. We sued them for never responding to an open records request. And I think the court's going to rule in our favor on that.
0: Wow. Uh you said you also noticed three boxes and stacks on tables of hundred percent Biden ballots. Um why why is that troubling?
1: Uh mathematically it's not possible, uh, even in a in a a, he- a county that's fairly strong for uh Biden or, or you know, and, and Democrats, it's probably maybe it's as much as a two to one margin, but you just wouldn't see 100 percent for one candidate. Uh, that's just a mathematical uh, improbability, if not an impossibility.
0: And, and have you ever, is um, any investigation being done into that as well?
1: Well, uh, no, there is no investigation. Secretary of State's not investigating that, and we're suing as a result.
0: Wow. Now, you also talked about um, the four auditors uh, detected potentially fraudulent absentee um, ballots. And uh, you go on to describe that they weren't creased um, from being mailed. Um, so when you know when you mail in ballots, they usually look like they've been touched or they're bent. Um, also, they weren't marked with a writing with a writing instrument like uh, some toner, and there were differences in ballot stock. Um, can can you uh, go into detail about that?
1: Yeah, uh, that's exactly. That pretty much sums it up. Uh, you know, if it's a mail-in ballot, it has to be creased from being mailed. Uh, if it's a mail-in ballot, it has to be written, uh, by by or you know, the marks have to be written by hand or marked by hand. Uh, I'm you know with a pen or a pencil. Uh, they weren't, and then uh, the ballot stock it has to be on regular stock paper. Uh, that uh, you know the counties have provided. Um, so it appeared that none of those things occurred in these ballots, and that's why we want to see them, and that's why we're suing to see them.
0: So, so there were people that said that there weren't any creases, there, was, there wasn't any writing like from a pencil or pen on these ballots, and, and the texture of the ballots was, was different from uh, the standard ballots?
1: actually the balance was different from the paper stock yeah that that the balance should have been printed on correct
0: hmm. and what's going on with the with the investigation on that, I mean, you said you guys um, request to see those ballots?
1: We're waiting for a court to order us uh, the, the ability to see the ballots. Fulton County is fighting us on that tooth and nail. They don't want to show us the ballots. Uh, they want elections to be conducted in secret in Fulton County and throughout Georgia. Um, and um, we are suing to get the judge to unseal the ballots so that we can look at them and so we can see who really won.
0: Wow. Now, let me ask you. I mean, in previous elections, have the people been allowed to see what these ballots look like? Is that something no. that, um, okay.
1: No good question, see because that's the state law says that they are they're under seal after they're certified now, I made my open records request before they were certified when they were not under seal, they still would not let me look at them uh, and just just ignored my request until it was too late and they'd already certified so uh that's the problem with Georgia law and we recommended that that law be changed years ago and open that up uh, but it was not and uh you know they still are conducting secret elections in georgia legislature just doesn't care
0: this is amazing man i (laughs) you know i i'll be honest i haven't done that much investigation on you know these recent elections and the election fraud but you know the more i'm hearing i mean this is this is ridiculous um You filed a request to see those ballots, and like you said, you were ignored. Um, You also talked about uh, accumulated votes hidden in barcodes that are 100% unverifiable to voters. Um, Can you touch on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so if you go in and you vote— uh, in person on the machine, which is a, what I call a ballot marking device, it prints out a piece of paper with your selections on it. You then take it over and you uh, put that in the scanner and upload your ballot, you know, cast your ballot for your, with your votes on it. However, uh, the scanner... Reads what's what's accumulated in the barcode, what is hidden in, to you uh in the barcode in order to accumulate the results and total them up for you know all the races uh and all the individuals, so it doesn't read what you saw. You know, if you, it you know if it shows you a certain candidate, uh, it it only reads what's in the barcode. So you could vote for, you know, Donald Trump, and the barcode could say that you voted for Joe Biden, or vice versa. Um, It's just uh, a horrible way of of voting and it really should have been outlawed. We almost had this type of voting outlawed. We actually passed a bill um, the year before uh, to outlaw this type of voting, but then the legislature allowed it to to happen this year, this past year.
0: So you're, you're telling me that if I vote, you know, I cast a ballot. My selections could be different than what's on that barcode. Is that what you're telling me? It's possible. And there is no way to verify what's in that barcode or that whatever's in that barcode matches with my vote.
1: That's right. It's encoded and you can't read it. You can't even read it with a barcode reader. Uh, but it's not encrypted, so somebody can get in on the back end and really uh, do all kinds of electronic malfeasance. Uh, so right. it's not encrypted, but it is encoded so you can't read it. So that's like the worst of both worlds.
0: Wow. So it basically, in order to verify what's on that barcode, somebody has to hack in to the system, pretty much. Is that that's what you're saying?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. You look- <laughs> right.
0: Oh my gosh! It's just wow, unbelievable. Hard to, um, hard
1: to it's hard to believe, isn't it?
0: it, it it's insane. Um, yeah. You said there were there were full hand count audits, um, and the tables didn't have a. T- the tables where the uh, full hand counts were done were supposed to have a member of each party present. Um, so which party was present at the full hand count?
1: Yeah, so so I I'll, I'll give you the whole story there from the hand count audit. So they had they had this audit. Secretary of State said we're going to check all the results to make sure the machine was was adding up correctly. Well, so they had this hand count audit. So where they audited and literally hand counted all the ballots to make sure the machines were counting correctly. We thought it was going to be a good thing, but it was flawed for three different reasons. And what you mentioned Adrian, was the first reason was they didn't have a member of each uh, campaign team or each uh, party at the table where they were—each table where they were counting ballots. So there were 125 tables altogether. Uh, And I'm just talking about Fulton County. Some counties did it right. Other counties did it, didn't. Uh, and some are better than others. But uh, in Fulton, for example, they had the uh, Democrats at one tables and the Republicans at the other tables, and they didn't mix them up. So uh, that was the first problem. So no uh, you need you're supposed to be able to have one person va- validating the other and looking together. Um, that was the first part. The second problem was, they uh didn't have anybody monitoring the data that was went into uh ARLO, which is a system that recorded the data. Nobody was monitoring that, so and it was just typically one person entering that. So, you know, we don't know what they entered. They are supposed to enter what's on the tally sheets that were created by these auditors who were counting them, but we don't know what they actually entered because nobody was allowed to monitor them. Um, and now we found out that the results are all out of balance. But the third thing is that the, the data entry was done into the Secretary of State system, so that the Fulton County and, or any of the counties didn't have their own totals. And so they have no way to know what the results of their own audit were. So the chain of custody was broken uh, in in tracking all this information. And as a result, what we found out that there are um, all kinds of, uh, of duplicate ballots that were not caught with that We found out that the results don't match, you know, the results that are in the secretary of state system don't match to the to the hand count tally sheets and apparently don't match to the number of ballots either. So the whole thing is out of skew because there was a, a chain of custody break and it was it was poorly uh, designed. So that's uh, one of the issues that we are, are suing on here. Hmm.
0: So when it comes to these tables, um they didn't have a member of each party present. You're saying that the party members were separated and they weren't mixed in, in together. They weren't allowed to, you know, basically verify each other's counts. That's
1: right. You're supposed to have a Democrat and Republican at each table or, or a member from the Trump team and the Biden team at each table so that they can check each other. Uh, but you don't put, you know, uh, all the foxes in the in-house, the right. you know and when so but that's the way they set it up they didn't set it up uh correctly now some counties did do that correctly but in this case both Fulton and you know some of the other counties did not
0: okay um also you talked about data being uploaded or a data upload point could not be monitored and you talked about this SOS system um, in your testimony. Um, can you describe that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So at the, the data uh, upload point is where you take all these tally sheets that these hand count auditors w- fill out. They say, okay, Trump uh, had uh, seven votes, Biden had five, or whatever it is, and they had was one write-in, one invalid vote, uh, and uh, they put they fill out all this what they counted. And they put it on a on a a sheet, paper sheet that's already pre-printed, and then they enter all those sheets. They take those sheets over to the data entry person, and he enters them into the system called ARLO, which is at the Secretary of State's office. Well, people were monitoring the auditors, but nobody was monitoring the data entry person. So if the data entry person wrote down something different or reverse the numbers or didn't include numbers, uh, no one would know because no one was able to monitor in that. So that's that's the problem with the monitoring p- part. of it.
0: Yeah. Do you think all of these mistakes and um, all of this, this uh, lack of, I guess, transparency is, is something that's by mistake or do you, do you think this is deliberate?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It appears to be my mistake, but there's so many errors and so many different fatal flaws that it makes you think that it has to have been deliberate. Yeah. But you can't I mean,
0: you, you know, I always, um, well, anyway, I'll, I'll give you my comments on that earlier, or later. Um, mm-hmm. You testified that in, um, I think, Ware County, the system flipped 37 votes from Trump to Biden. Um, h- how was that done?
1: Yeah, it was a sworn affidavit. Well, you know, we, we don't know. That's a good question. They, uh, there's several different ways that could happen. Uh, and I tried to look at, at the different ways. One way is that it could be a ballot definition mismatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one way. So uh, but that didn't seem So, in other words, the Trump and Biden votes are not going into the right buckets. That didn't seem to be the case, because if that was true, you'd have many, many more, uh, many more votes that were swapped and not just 37. <laughs> so the next uh, thing I looked at was well, maybe it was a precinct configuration mismatch. That happened sometimes. So uh, one precinct was recorded differently. Differently, uh, But the elections director said that all the machines were uh, set up the same way at the same time. So that kind of ruled that out. So that leaves the possibility that there could have been a malware malware on the machine. Either done uh, before when the scene uh, during the setup time it actually received some malware, or even maybe during real time or during the election somewhere. Uh, those are two possibilities. Uh, so um, it appeared based on what I looked at is that more, the more likely of those scenarios would have been malware um, based on my experience. Mm. So uh, that's So anyway, we wrote that up. Uh, We got the way that we knew that was because we had the certified results from the Secretary of State's office for the original results. Mm -hmm. We had the published hand count audit results from the county, uh, which are not in dispute. And then we had the written confirmation from the elections director uh, that said that those, in fact, um, were, you know were, totals were correct, so from that we were able to deduce that the machine shorted uh, donald trump thirty seven votes and put those exact same thirty seven votes into joe biden 's count
0: and was anything done about that were were the votes given back to Trump or no?
1: No, we asked for a um a forensic uh, audit on the machines, and the uh, elections director had written to the county official and all of the counties and said, don't allow forensic uh, images uh, of your systems because it could, quote, harm election security. Well, all, you know, conducting a, a forensic exam, you know, imaging your, the computer, conducting the exam doesn't really harm election security, of course. It, it helps election security, as most anyone would, would know and understand.
0: Right. And and who said this?
1: That was the state elections director, Mr. Chris Hardy.
0: I think maybe you guys, I don't know if you've done this, but maybe you should uh, pursue an investigation into the people that are making these decisions (laughs) at some point. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) uh, I I think you're on to something there, Nate. I think you really (laughs) are, you know, because that's that seems to be where all the problems and the cover up initiate is, you know,
0: originate. Right. Um, And you were also at the State Farm Arena um, and you said there there were also some violations there. Is that correct?
1: Right. Uh, So there we had uh, the first problem was that the room was curved and you can't see around the corner. So election uh, activities should all be transparent. So just the fact that the room was curved, that they were in is the first uh, violation, the first problem. But then they used skirted tables to hide stuff under, uh, that's another violation of uh, Georgia law. And then they did, in fact, actually hide ballots under there, um, which is a, also uh, a violation of, of Georgia law. And then, on top of that, they told the monitors that scanning was were complete for the evening, um, and the monitors went home, but then they resumed scanning without monitors, uh, and they were required to do that in public. Uh, And they kind of deceived the monitors into leaving. And the monitors came back after they re scanned all the bunch of ballots and said, uh, you know, after they realized that they had been kind of taken to the cleaners. And then they, um, uh, you know, checked back in. But by that time, all the, uh, the extra ballots were scanned and the people had left for the evening.
0: Wow, so I I remember there was this video that was um, being uh, widely shown on, on, uh, on the internet, on YouTube with the, I think it's the State Farm Arena where there are ballots under a table and I think uh, a supervisor said that uh, she told the officials that we would stop counting for the day. And then maybe a couple hours later, they take these boxes from under the table and they start counting. I'm not sure if I have that story correct, but um, can you go, go into detail about that that particular uh, um, event?
1: Well, right. So they had taken some ballots. Uh, you know, Their argument is that they were... They were enveloped uh they had removed the envelopes uh and um they when they stopped they put those under the table that's what they say so uh that may be true um but there's still no reason to have hidden them uh so that that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense um and um the, uh, they then scanned those, and not only did they just scan them, they took those same ballots and scanned them multiple times in some cases, ran them back through the scanner before, and it's clear you can see that there's no problem with the scanner that would have caused them to reject and rerun. So there's something strange there.
0: And so was- they so they scanned the same ballots more than once?
1: Yes, in some cases they would rescan. If you can watch the video, you'll see them rescan the same ballots.
0: And we don't know whose names were on those ballots, do we?
1: No, we don't. That's why we want to uh, uh, try to investigate this and find out.
0: And, and they also said that there was a, a pipe burst or something that caused them to stop counting?
1: No um well 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 yeah I'm sorry the pipe burst occurred in the morning and that caused a delay mm-hmm. uh for a couple hours but then and uh, the evening that was when they they stopped uh oh, okay camping. it was I was actually at a different time but that did the, the pipe burst uh which by the way wasn't actually a pipe burst it was only a leaky uh uh toilet or, or urinal or something um, on the floor above so that, that caused a, a delay of a couple hours um, but um, that was uh, not the reason why these monitors left at 10 o'clock that night they left because they were told that the scanning was completed for the evening but it wasn't they continued moving on
0: so they continued counting, even though they told that the, the, they told the monitors that the scanning and the counting was done, but they continued after the, the monitors left. That's right. And that's, is, a, that's a violation of Georgia law. Right. Yeah, that was my next question, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Is anything being done about that?
1: <laughs> well, uh... No. We're suing to look at the ballots, but no no one is prosecuting the violations of Georgia law. Secretary of State is not uh, I don't think they're anywhere near serious about doing anything about that.
0: Wow. Um, The most publicized voting system that people know about, I would say, is Dominion. Um, But there are other electronic voting systems. Um, Does Dominion have... A lot of voter ma- do they have the most voting machines across the country or um, are there other companies that have other voting um, machines across the country and and also would you say that Dominion has um, are they involved with any questionable activity when it comes to these these voting um, their voting operations?
1: Well, uh, Dominion and ES&S control about 85% of the election uh, processing in America. Um, And uh, ironically, uh, uh, they both have uh, systems that accumulate votes in barcodes, which are unverifiable. Now, they have other equipment uh, which does not accumulate votes and barcodes, but they tend to push this new system all the time that it does, uh, and of course it's unverifiable. So uh, Dominion and ES&S both (laughs) produce uh, inappropriate uh, solutions to conduct elections, and they sell these to the various counties who tend to buy them and just ignore the fact that they are unverifiable.
0: I think there have been a few states that have uh, talked about um, Dominion's voting systems in in regards to their their room for um, errors and manipulation. I think Texas. um, I'm not sure if Texas outlawed or banned their their voting systems, but they they spoke about them.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, Texas. rejected the same system that we have here in Georgia for security reasons, so it has a lot of security flaws in it. And uh, Colorado also banned it because of the unverifiability of the system. And they announced that ban, and Texas made that rejection before the Secretary of State purchased uh, the Georgia uh, system.
0: OK. And I think uh, I don't know if it was Amy Klobuchar, who's a Democrat. She I think she spoke out against the Dominion voting systems, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, uh, she was uh, do, she was pretty uh, strong on election integrity. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, there's and there's there's a, a few few people on both sides of the aisle that have been strong on election integrity. But most of them are, you know, most of the Congress and, and, and the state legislatures are, are pretty weak.
0: Yeah. Now, would you say that there has been fraud going on on both sides, like Democrat and Republican? Would you say that both parties have been engaged in in fraud?
1: Well, I I don't know if the parties have been engaged but there's I should not say
0: parties in, I'm sorry individuals within those parties.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh and and uh, you know it could even be the voting system vendor themselves uh can be involved in in fraud. So so um it it's it's, it's hard to say uh who and where it originates from but there's definitely been a series of questionable elections uh that have been conducted you know right here in georgia for example there's been several elections ever since unverifiable voting was put in to georgia uh several of them of elections that have been called into question this is not the first one Mm -hmm.
0: and as far as the supreme court i think um i think texas brought a case to the supreme court and they said that they lack standing um in regards to these uh, election irregularities, what what do they mean by they lack standing?
1: Well, uh, standing is supposed to mean that you um, have a vested interest in the outcome because you were harmed in some way. So for example, if you filed a lawsuit about voting in Georgia, and you didn't vote, then you don't have standing. Um, But in this case, the state of Texas filed a uh, suit on behalf of its voters who were harmed by the voters in other states who did not conduct their elections properly, and they were harmed uh, because they were federal elections that influenced the decisions and took away from the people of of Texas. Uh, And and there were 17 other states involved, and they, they were arguing that the six states that, in the battleground states, didn't conduct their elections properly and thus influenced their the vote, the votes of their the votes of their constituents improperly and their state citizens. Um, I to this day do not understand how that could be considered that they don't have standing because the purpose of the, one of the purposes of the U.S. Supreme Court is to resolve disputes between states, and that's about as legitimate a dispute as you could possibly have.
0: Right. I mean, are any of the courts hearing any of these cases? I mean, is anything um, substantial being done in, in regards to election integrity? Because, I mean, you know, when I, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of what you're saying and I, I've seen some of the, the testimonies. And it's just hard for me to believe that nothing... Um, of substance is really being done um, when it comes to this issue. I mean, is anybody or any any anybody in a high position in the courts or anywhere like uh, doing something about this?
1: Uh, there's a case. Um, you know, our case is, is going forward. Uh, there's several cases in Georgia. Um, that are going forward, uh, and then there's at least a, a case in Michigan, and I haven't been able to keep up with all of the other uh, states, um, but I think Arizona and Pennsylvania are still active, uh, and and I'm but uh, I, and I all I can say is that yeah we definitely have some very strong cases still going forward.
0: Uh, why do you think that? That Trump didn't um I guess, do anything more than what he did. Why, why do you think that, that he he allowed this? i In my opinion, it seems like he kind of rolled over and just allowed this. i I personally feel like he should have you know exercised some of his constitutional duties and said, you know we we can't allow a fraudulent election to take place. We need precise results." Um, and I think he should have stepped in. Why? Why do you think that he he didn't do anything more than what he did? He...
1: Yeah, uh, good question. I mean, he tried to do as much as he could. He did. They filed cases. Uh, the courts didn't want to hear it. They don't. A lot of the courts just don't have the courage to hear the cases that they need to be hearing. Um, uh, so. Uh, uh, it's just, um, it's it's really kind of bizarre. I, I feel like he did, pretty much did as, as much as he could. The problem is, I think Nate that he doesn't he doesn't know election law, and very few ter- attorneys know election law. So it's really kind of of uh, it it it's hard to. Prosecute cases and pursue cases if you don't really understand election law, and most of the election attorneys are all um, uh, gobbled up by the states and the counties because they're already always being sued. So they're not—they're not, they're not a, a lot of uh, you know prosecuting type election attorneys out there.
0: Right. Do you think that um, he has the authority to? Or any president, for that matter, um, has the authority to suspend an election if there is evidence that uh, the election was stolen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Does he if if, does he have it? If there if there's evidence that the election is is stolen, does he have what again?
0: The the, the authority to suspend the election.
1: Uh, The president? Yes. No, uh, the president does not have that power because the time and manner uh, and place of conducting elections is constitutionally left to the states.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's the states have to determine how they run the elections.
0: OK, but at the same time, the states can't allow um, they can't allow their elections to be stolen. That, that's obviously okay. unconstitutional.
1: <laughs> right. It's up to the states to do that.
0: Right, but what I'm saying is that they can't allow unconstitutional elections um, to take place.
1: Right, the states—it's the state's responsibility right. to uphold up- the constitution.
0: Right. So I'm I'm saying that you know if the states aren't upholding the law and the constitution, doesn't the president then have a duty to step in and say, "Hey, you guys are allowing, you know, fraudulent." results to uh, come into effect and you're you're allowing your elections to be stolen doesn't he have some type of authority to step in
1: well no the only thing that he can do is go through the courts like he did i mm-hmm. mean he can't i mean because i mean the one good thing about america it's not a dictatorship so you sometimes it's have... not <laughs> no, <I'm sure. laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so uh uh yeah yeah he doesn't have now congress could possibly have some authority there if it's a federal election they could they can weigh in and say uh, hey you know we have our own set of laws for federal elections um right. and uh they can issue do a little bit there but the president doesn't have a whole lot of power uh, right. in this in for this regard
0: wow okay um you know, I mean, if this is going on in Georgia, I could just imagine what's going on in other states. i'm I'm in Florida, but um I mean, if this this is just Georgia, and this is uh, you know a few counties there, but I, I could just imagine, do you think this is taking place in you, know, you think this is a widespread um issue?
1: Yeah, I mean, it appears to be. It, it appears that just these certain battleground states were targeted, because all the fraud seems to be in certain battleground states. It doesn't seem to be in throughout the country, um, you know, because some of the states are pre decided. You know, everybody knows that California, New York is going to go, you know, primarily for Democrats, and then most of the Midwest is going to go to uh, Republicans, for example. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, do do you um have any evidence of any regarding the election?
1: I'm sorry, of any uh, fraud?
0: No, no, I'm saying, has there been any evidence that's uh, that's come out um, concerning foreign interference, like other countries manipulating yes. um, our election or changing the results of this it, recent election?
1: Yes, yes, we do uh, now know that there are. Now we, we here's what we do know. We know that there were um, probably a hundred, over a hundred interactions um, of foreign interference into Georgia counties uh, in regards to in the in the two days uh, from the election day forward to the day after, from the third to the fifth of November. Uh, over a hundred um, uh, different uh, interactions. Now. We don't know what those foreign entities did, but we do know that they made connections or made contact with various counties uh, and these elections divisions uh, in some of those counties.
0: When you say made contact with those counties, what do you mean exactly? Uh,
1: in other words, their um, their source and target IP addresses uh, indicates that there were uh, there was a foreign body of some type who who accessed uh, a given county uh via um a via the internet so, so based on some cybersecurity analysis
0: okay so, so we know so, that,
1: that so, I'm sorry no go ahead yeah we know that that happened we don't necessarily know what was done uh we're still working on that
0: and you don't know, we don't know what countries were involved yet.
1: Well, we know, I think we know that China was involved um, and we know that there were some other countries um, and then we have to kind of track down to make sure that the IP addresses are not masked. Um, but there was definitely some, some uh, incursion from China.
0: Wow. OK. No investigation on that, huh? <laughs>
1: Correct. sector that's not investigating that either.
0: Wow. OK, um, moving on a little bit and I'm going to try to wrap up soon. Uh, last thing I wanted to touch on. Um, you you knew you were friends with Nancy Schaefer. I'm, I'm not I think when you were on Monica Perez's show, I think you said you couldn't. You had, there was an ongoing investigation. You couldn't speak on certain things. Am I allowed to ask you um, about your relationship with her?
1: Well, that was a long time ago uh, and not related. Um, Nancy, uh, I, I, used to go, I used to go to the church, same church that she went to with the family. Um, but that, that was, uh, she died about 10 years ago.
0: Right. And she was investigating the um, Child Protective Services.
1: That's correct.
0: Okay. And she was finding that um, there was some child abuse going on within that organization?
1: Uh, yeah, and it went, it, it, it went back to various government officials.
0: Like federal officials?
1: Uh, I don't know if it was federal or state or a combination of the uh, two.
0: Okay. And, and you, you wrote an article about her... Um,
1: Correct? Uh, yeah, I wrote a couple of articles about her and that kind of they kind of went viral. Okay. Uh, because there were a lot of questions about her death that, that really to this day have never been answered.
0: Right. So she was um, killed in a, what they ruled a, a murder homicide. Her husband supposedly killed her and then um, took his own life. Correct? That's
1: right. That's exactly right.
0: Okay. And there, there wasn't, like, a full investigation done on, on their murders?
1: Oh, yeah. The GBI investigated it. But that's how they came to the conclusion it was a murder-suicide. And her family and all of her friends, uh, none of them actually believed it.
0: Okay. Because the husband, he wasn't showing any signs of suicide or anything like that?
1: <laughs> they didn't think so. No, they tried to claim that. GBI tried to Imply that, but
0: um, no. Okay. What? Where can um, people find that the article that you wrote on 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 her? Uh,
1: I honestly don't know. Uh, I haven't I haven't tracked it, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't really know where that might be.
0: Okay. yeah, it's something that I um, want to check into. I did hear the interviews that she did a while back and she talked about the corruption within the um, Child Protective Services. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, find something strange. I mean, was there anything that um, do you think there was any motive behind why she would have been killed if that was the case?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, the motive that was she was investigating what she was investigating was very serious. Right. And I mean, so that was the obvious motive that it could have gotten folks in and, uh, you know, in trouble.
0: Yeah. OK. And that's something that I would, I would like to uh, look into uh, further. But um, moving on, you know, in regards to these election results, um, you know, sometimes I wonder. I just question what's going on in this country, and I got question our policies and how we you know, we can go into other countries and invade other countries in the name of democracy and, and freedom, but yet we have all of these errors and uh, you know just all this manipulation going on in our own elections. Um, it just makes me question a lot of things, you know, and I, I scratch my head. I mean, how do, how do you personally feel about the whole situation? Do you, do you ever just sit back and ask yourself, well, what is this? What, what is going on?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of know what's going on. Basically, you have government officials in charge and they're not accountable and they use the system for their own personal gain. Uh, that's, that's really the bottom line, and if that means that uh, they have to do some election hanky-panky, uh, they will do that to maintain their own power, and, and uh, unfortunately, that's where we are. The system is just too corrupt.
0: Right. I mean, do you, do you think right now we reflect basically third world countries or banana republics in terms of the way we operate based our elections and our policies?
1: Yeah, so Nate, it's, this is kind of why we're everybody's fighting so hard uh, right now. I'm fighting so hard, is that because if we don't fix it this time, right now, when we know it happened, uh, we'll never be able to fix it. Yeah, and and that's why everybody is stepping up and trying to do everything they can, and certainly I'm just one of them. Right. Um and I'm going to keep fighting because we don't we really don't have a tomorrow on this. There is no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and I and thank you for your fight. Um, it's just it's really disgusting, you know. <laughs> And I really just have to wonder and and question my question, you know, this whole system. Um, And and just to make it clear for for the audience, uh, Garland is not a Republican or a Democrat. Um, Garland, you you belong to the Constitution Party, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, Voter GA is a nonpartisan organization. We have a a lot of progressives and a lot of... um, Uh, conservatives, a lot of libertarians, you know, and and everybody agrees on we want a right to vote, have our vote counted, and we want to be able to uh, see the results, you know, publicly and, and have the assurance that that. The votes were counted correctly, and you know, everybody agrees on that, regardless of what their political differences are. So that's why we have been able to function for you know over 15 years as a nonpartisan organization,
0: right? And you didn't vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump, just to make it clear,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I uh mentioned that all the time. I did not vote, for, uh, and of course, you've done your homework really well today, so uh, I didn't not vote for either one. Uh, we had our own candidates running for Constitution Party, so I I, uh, you know, voted for our candidate. Uh, right. who, who, I'll, I'll, he was a qualified right-in back uh, uh, candidate, Don Blankenship. Right.
0: Uh, I'm actually a member of the Constitution Party. I... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Years ago, I switched after uh, I think my first election when Bush was in office. I decided to switch.
1: Yeah, that, that was a good reason to switch. I think.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Bush,
1: Bush was a good reason. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was my wake up call. Um, Now, how can people, I guess, get involved or do the same thing that you're doing in their states?
1: Wow. Um, How can other people get involved in that? Well, they just uh, I would say they could start by. Uh, taking an interest in making sure they know who their representatives are uh, and their Congress people and um, try to take an interest you know, with their commissioners. I would say get involved locally uh, with their election board and so on and get a feel for what's going on and then what you like and don't like and try to institute change uh, that way. I, I think it's better to start locally uh, than to try to uh, impact something like the presidential race. So um, that would be my suggestion. Get involved with your various uh, Congress uh, folks and your state legislators and your county commissioners and school board members and um, you know, election board members and that sort of thing and kind of work, work their way up. Um, and th- then that way you'll you'll know you can have more influence if right. you work at the lower level. So that's that would be my suggestion.
0: Right. OK. Uh, last question. What would you say is the most shocking thing that you have found in your investigations of these these election um, results, the election results or election, you know, errors, something that just made you, I mean, just jump out of your seat.
1: Wow, what a great question to end with. Um, the most shocking thing for me that I've seen so far is the massive cover up that is being conducted by the secretary of state of Georgia and his immediate Um, subordinates. Uh, That is beyond belief. Uh, We've seen the Secretary of State cover up for Dominion voting systems. We've seen the Secretary of State cover up for Fulton County when they know that they have uh, incorrect data. Uh, it, It has a, a cover-up that's so obvious and so massive, uh, I've never seen anything like that, uh, It's and it's so easy to detect. Um, that probably surprised me the most because the Secretary of State being a Republican, I found was covering up for a Democrat, the Democrats at Fulton County, the Secretary of State being a um uh, you know, represented by the constituents and supposed to representing the people is actually uh, covering up for the voting system vendor. Uh, that is the kind of corruption that probably made me uh, sit back and take notice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It actually surprised me. And I've seen a lot of stuff in 20 years, but I, I haven't seen it that bad.
0: Yeah. So these people are kind of washing hand, washing, washing each other's hands in the, yeah, you know,
1: in and yeah, with each
0: other.
1: Yeah, and then the sad part about it is, what's really frustrating is that the news media will just poly- parrot anything that the Secretary of State's office says, and the news media has become probably the biggest part of the corruption in America. They simply, right. they simply cannot and will not tell the truth politically. Well,
0: Right, yeah, because I I I don't notice any of this coverage on, um, I mean, MSNBC. I don't see it on CNN, ABC. Um, it's not on the uh, the mainstream channel. So it's like, you know, now you got to dig for your own information and become a citizen journalist, <laughs> so to speak.
1: Uh, right, and that's the way the country's going. So you're, you're on the leading edge there, Nate. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you, man. Well, Garland, I appreciate your time, man. I, I definitely want to follow up with you in the future, and. Um... And uh, see how your progress is going. Where could listeners go to find some of these affidavits and and the testimonies in regards to this election? Because a lot of times, you know, people get into conversations, and, you know, I have friends that tell me, oh, there's no election fraud, there's nothing going on. You know, it's funny, like in 2016, people were accusing Trump of being a a puppet of Putin, and the Russians hacked the election. Now that Biden's in, you don't hear anything like, oh, yeah, we have free and fair elections. Yeah, Biden won, everything is good. Um, So where could people go? You know, to find some of this evidence, the testimony, affidavits, and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, uh, yeah, thanks, Nate. So they can just go to voterga.org, uh, events tab, um, and you'll find my testimony from the House testimony and the Senate testimony that's up there. Uh, that would be the place to start. The events tab is voterga.org. Um, while you're there, uh, you, we have a history tab. that will show you how all this went down. We have press releases in the press release tab tab. Uh, and we have uh, the legal our legal documents are up there in the legal tab. And, and we have a, a, a donate tab if you feel inclined to do that uh, and, you know, help us keep us going. So that's all there. G8.org.
0: Absolutely. Garland, thanks again for your time. Keep up the fight, brother. Um, you know, I hope you keep pushing and, uh, you know, never give up. You know, um just keep 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 your faith up and uh God bless.
1: Thank you, Nate. Appreciate uh, it. it. Appreciate the interview.
0: Take care. Thank you again. Take you.